0: Welcome to the Who Cares podcast. I'm your host, Dan Hettinger. Care matters. You feel better when you know somebody cares about you. And people feel better when they know you care about them. But there is so much more. Mastering caring skills equips you to engage with people around some very heavy subjects when they need care and help the most. And as people respond to you, you will be energized to realize that your care is making a difference. But most of all, when people of faith care effectively, the world is able to experience God's love and care. So we're here with stories and with leaders to talk about grief, trauma, addiction, mental illness, poverty, and more so that we can find the answer to the questions, how can we care better? What can we do to provide the best care? Here in episode 29 of the Who Cares podcast, I'm going to talk about listening. I'm going to talk about the importance of listening. I'm going to talk about why it is so difficult to listen. But it feels a little bit funny to be talking about listening, except That's the way podcasts work, but I will listen to you. I will listen to your questions. I will listen to your comments. If you will go to bestcareministry.com, go to the blog, find the article that says, why is listening so difficult and leave a comment and we will enter into a conversation. And I would like to hear what you say about how important listening is and why listening is so difficult. But before I share those thoughts with you, I want you to know that this podcast is brought to you by Best Care Ministry. For more real-life stories about care and useful resources and important organizations that care for people in some very special ways, go to our website, bestcareministry.com. It's also a great opportunity for you to get connected with the care ministry world, and you can also support us financially with a one-time or a recurring gift on the donate page of our website. Please consider supporting us so that together we can build a culture of care. We'll keep working on bringing these podcasts to you and producing more resources that will help you care and thrive in your care ministry so that people will experience God's love. Now, Let's listen to my thoughts on listening, why it's so hard and why it's so important. I cannot overemphasize the importance of listening in the world of care. It, it just makes care work. It's, it's where people are dignified uh, by us paying attention to them. And if we don't listen well, It undermines everything we're trying to accomplish. Let's start with this fact. Listening is a very major part of our faith. Jesus models listening so well in his interactions with people in the New Testament. But I want to focus on a part of Jesus that describes his listening in the most crucial way. He is right now interceding for our prayers. Now, intercession reveals a very attentive God, and it opens a door for a relationship that's incredibly gracious. It gives us the opportunity to just share everything with God for us to be the talker and for him to be the listener. We get to share our requests, our complaints, our questions, our needs, our desires, our hopes, our dreams. We even get to confess our sins and let him into where we're hurting and what we're struggling with and what we've done wrong. And he is paying attention and he invites us into that relationship where we talk and where he listens. We serve a listening God. I can't imagine a faith without a God who shines his face on us, pays attention to us, looks at us, and then attentively intercedes for every prayer. Uh, Intercession means, though, he doesn't just hear our prayer in sort of an audible way, like he's sitting up there on his throne, and we come before him, and he looks down on us, and and we say a prayer, and we kind of wait to see if he actually was paying attention. But intercession means he hears our prayer, and then he repeats, he he speaks our prayer into the mind of God the Father. It's an incredible part of our theology. But in today's episode, the, the point is that's the kind of God we serve. And if we serve that kind of a God who models that in our faith, how can we do any less when it comes to caring for other people? Sometimes we will be the person who listens to another person that helps them experience and get their first glimpse of a listening and, and caring God. Then, in addition to being the perfect example, we're also told in Scripture that we should be quick to listen and slow to speak. We're even told in scripture that we're a fool if we talk before we listen, if we talk before we know really what we should be talking about. So we are starting with the foundation that God is a listening God and we're told through the scriptures we need to listen. So I don't know how to make it any more important than that. But there is a problem or two for you and me. First of all, it's not natural to listen. It's natural to tell. We want to promote ourselves and we don't want to listen to others. Uh, and and we live in a telling culture. I ran across, I, I met one day a, a rather famous radio personality. It was a really interesting conversation. I was, well, it sort of was. I was at a trendy breakfast place in the Metro Denver area. And this guy pulls up and I noticed a logo on his cap that intrigued me. I didn't know who he was at the time, and I commented, and he responded to me, and pretty soon after a short conversation, he's sitting at my table, and then he began to talk, and he told me everything that I would have ever wanted to know, and maybe a few more things about his life. He told me about his childhood, where he was born, what his parents were like, where he went to school, where his first jobs were, how he went from being a photographer in the news industry to radio broadcasting, why he switched from one political party to the next, who his wife is, what his marriage is like, how often he comes to this breakfast place. It really was kind of fun. We must've sat there for about an hour, but you know what? He never even asked me my name. He talked and he talked and he talked. Uh, A simple question from me would just open the door for him to start talking on another subject. Now, maybe you're thinking this is an example of my good listening skills that got him to talk, but that's not my point here. My point is this. If if you want to be a caring person, don't be a talk radio guy unless you're doing talk radio. He successfully spent his life talking and building an audience. Uh, He did a great job at that. And like I said, he was famous. But what he did is he would sit in a studio behind a microphone and he would talk and he would taunt the audience, maybe antagonize them to call in so he could argue with them or so he could get people who agreed with him so that they could talk about how stupid the people were who didn't think the way that, hey, these guys did. And and that's the way you become a great radio host, I guess. Uh, that may have made him an interesting radio host, but he did not seem to care about anything other than his own opinion. I don't feel he cared about me at all, except my interest in him. He loved to hear himself talk. Well, while I talk about the glaring off-radio weaknesses of this nice guy, I recognize that I have the very same problem. What's most personal is most universal. I've said that one before, so if I have the same problem, maybe you do too, uh, or you know someone who does. I love to talk about what I think is important, and I love to talk about myself. And as soon as someone Uh, tells me about something, it is hard to respond without something about me back to them. Let me give you a couple of examples. I've heard this one before. I've caught myself making this mistake so many times. And as I do this podcast, I am teaching myself. As I wrote that blog, I'm teaching myself. And as I participate in care, I work and work and work at this point of listening Because it's natural for me to do it wrong, like I'm just going to illustrate for you. So, a person may come up to me and say, Hey, my family and I went to the beach in North Carolina. And I respond, Oh, that's where we love to go, too. It's one of our favorite places on earth. We go to Topsail Beach. We've been there a few times over the last couple of years and we've had the best time. Now, what I'm trying to do is identify with them, participate with them. But do you see what I did? Inadvertently, I turned the attention back to me and I'm talking about my vacation and what I like to do rather than about them when they're the one that was starting to tell me about their vacation. One of my other care pastor colleagues was telling me about this next example. He went to church and he said, Oh, I'm having such back pain. I'm just having real problems with my back. And the caring person that listened to him made the same kind of mistake I did and said something like this. Oh, back pain. It's the worst. I have it too. Sometimes all I have to do is bend over and it goes out. And I'm in pain for days, maybe weeks. See the same problem? They started talking about themselves while they're trying to identify with the other person. And when you're talking about yourself, do you know what you're not doing? You're not listening. What if when the person told me about the beach, I would have said something like this? Hey, that's awesome. I'm glad you got to go to the beach. Tell me about your time at the beach. What did you guys do? Did your whole family go, or was it just you and your spouse? How long you were there? How was the weather? Did you come back refreshed? I keep the focus on them. This is simple, but for some reason, it is so hard to get it right. It is so easy to get it wrong. With the back pain, wouldn't this be more appropriate? Wouldn't this be better listening? Oh, I'm so sorry to hear about your back. How are you now? Pause, give them a chance to answer. How severe is the pain? Pause, let them answer. What kind of treatment are you getting? What can I do for you? How can we turn this around and and be better at it? You know, one other thing that I I read recently that really concerns me about doing this wrong. This comes from uh, the book Compassion by Nowen, McNeil and Morrison. They say, this is why listening is so difficult. It means moving away from being the center of attention, inviting others into that space. They, they go on to say, I'm going to read a quote for you. Paying attention to our brothers and sisters in the human family is far from easy. We tend to be so insecure about our self-worth and so much in need of affirmation that it is very hard not to ask attention for ourselves. Before we are fully aware of it, we are speaking about ourselves, referring to our experiences Telling our stories, or turning the subject of conversation toward our own territory. To pay attention to others with a desire to make them the center and to make their interest our own is a real form of self emptying. Since to be able to receive others into our intimate inner space, we must be empty ouch. I I see that in me. So as we have begun this episode, we're talking about Jesus' example of intercession and how profound that is. We're told about the commands. I, I illustrated how we tend to get it wrong, And then even bring a very painful part of the wrongness of not listening is even because we are promoting ourselves and, and maybe these aren't just bad habits, but, but maybe we're so insecure or so unsure that we're, we're not allowing another person to even be the center of the conversation. The the beauty of of Nowin's comments and and the profound nature of that is it helps us know how we can really address this problem of why listening is so hard. Because it isn't just about learning listening skills. I'm going to talk about them in a minute and I write about them. But we need to think about this nature we have and, and we need to think about the internal do we even want to listen? Are we even interested in listening? Maybe we need to start there before we even go to the skills and say, okay, God made it important. Why is it not important to me? How how can we turn this around and how can can you and I really become a a better listener, a, a really excellent listener? Well, number one, number one is pray. How often do you think you pray that you will be able to listen well? I know I need to do that more. when When I wrote this, when I was preparing this, I went, oh Lord i i I don't do this very often. So I'm going to be doing it more, and please join me in the effort to to pray more to say lord help me be a better listener i need to confess that behaviors from my old nature do not go away quickly nor easily i have bad habits that i tend to return to and not listening well is one of them talking too much is one of them and then when i ask god to fill me with his spirit so that i will be able to listen well since he was the great listener the greatest of all listeners and continues to listen. If his spirit is in me, I, I'm going to be more like him. Therefore, I'm going to listen better. And then I want to ask God to help me be curious about other people, to really care and learn and want to know their story. So that that's primary in my life. So that that I don't have to make my story first and foremost. I'm not so insecure that I have to promote myself, but that I am genuinely caring and considering that person above myself. And and then I want to pray that God's love will be felt by that person through my presence with them. The prayer that I'm going to pray is going to sound something like this. Almighty listening God, you intercede for me, so why would I not listen to others? Start with my nature and change it, please, so that I can care for and focus on others. Use me as your instrument of care as I'm present with others. May they feel your presence too and feel cared for. I pray in Jesus' name. That prayer is on the blog post if you want to go and look at it. I'm sure you can think of a prayer similar to that. But to be a really great listener, pray that you will be. Recognize the reasons we aren't. Recognize the importance of doing it and and pray that you'll do it. Now, here's another way we can turn this thing around and focus on others, especially as God starts helping us care for them. Remember that caring is about others. The goal of listening is for the other person to feel that they've been heard. Let me say that again. The goal of listening is for the other person to feel that they have been heard. It is not so we can set them up and do some sort of diagnosis so we can get them ready to hear our pitch about our goals or what we have for them. When the conversation is over, they should be satisfied that they have been heard and they should feel like they've been heard and and you should know more about them than you did before the conversation started you know more about their story and you can you can repeat it and and you can tell it back to them and that'll be a point we'll make here in a minute as well and then also listen nonverbally lean in it communicates you're interested make eye contact let them know you're there for them. They they feel that when you're looking at them. Remove distractions. In our culture today, phone must be the worst. And a lot of times when I'm visiting people in nursing homes and hospitals and stuff, they leave the TV on. Sometimes I'll even ask them if they'll turn the TV off or at least mute it so that we can talk without some other conversation going on in the background. But by all means, if somebody's at my house or I'm sitting with somebody, I want to make sure all devices are off and that I can turn and focus on them. Remove distractions. Be comfortable. Be relaxed. It will help them be relaxed. And here's another big one. Be generous with your time. You can't care in a hurry. And while there are many brief encounters that are courteous, and that communicate respect and caring. Supporting a person who has a question or a problem or a crisis, it requires time, and it's not always convenient. And if you're in a hurry and you can't give them an extended period of time, they won't feel cared for. So be generous with your time. It is a precious and valuable gift, and when you give it to them, I believe God will be pleased, and and this person will feel cared for. As you're listening, as you're present, as you're making eye contact, as you're spending that time, keep nodding. uh, Signal that you're following along with them. That'll make a really big difference. Here's another tip listen actively. That means asking open-ended questions that gives them a chance to talk. And an open-ended question, as you probably know, is any question that cannot be answered with a yes or no. You use why, what, where, how, and who, or make the comment, please describe. And, and, and then they have they have a chance to talk and And to tell you what their feels are today, I had a conversation with a man who employs a number of people. He's a successful businessman and he runs a number of franchise restaurants and uh one of them a few years ago was very tragically uh killed in a uh, a situation at a park and 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 recently, there was another death that has caused grief and and when when we were talking, I, I was giving him a little advice and, and coaching him and saying, when when you're talking to this person, ask them questions like, uh, you know, what what's the greatest source of pain in your life? What how how are you feeling right now? You know what? What what's your sadness like? Uh, what's the emotion you feel the most. Uh, what, what questions do you have? What are the thoughts that are running through your head? Now, I just listed five or six questions. And in talking with a grieving person, if they answer each of them in two or three or five minutes, that's a 20, 30 minute conversation that really lets that person open up. And if you're looking them in the eye and you are listening to them while they're talking and you are nodding and being uh, involved with them, they are going to feel that you are hearing them, and that is going to help them feel that they've been heard, and that's going to help them heal because in this environment when they relax is where God's light and love starts to shine in even as they're sharing it's It's miraculous how that works uh, i I've had conversations go so well where people respond to that and they thank me for it. And I didn't prescribe anything. I didn't give them great advice. I didn't read them 10 scripture verses. I didn't even read them one. And yet they, they have started to feel God's love and they feel better after a conversation like that. And after you listen actively, listen reflectively. Tell the person when it's time what you are hearing. It helps them to know what they said, but it also reassures them that you actually heard them because when you say what they were saying to you, they know you heard them. I will never forget this one episode or this one situation I had with a young teenage girl in a psychiatric hospital when I was a chaplain. This girl, for some reason, wanted to talk to the chaplain. She didn't know me. I didn't know her. She was likable. I, I just had the feeling that if she was a, uh, if she was your daughter, she'd be the kind you could have fun with. She'd be the kind that'd want to go to a ball game with you, or want to go out to a coffee shop, or you could have donut dates with, or something like that. But she had a very dysfunctional childhood and her dad was a drug user and he even had her use drugs and and he's dead and he he died somehow i don't know how and her family situation was all askew and I, i'm not sure what her mental illness problem was and why she was in the psychiatric hospital but she was cute girl funny girl engaging girl just look like a really neat person who was having a really, really hard life. And she's telling me about it. And we're going back and forth in the consult room. And uh, after about 15 or 20 minutes, she said something and I went, oh, excuse me. Hold your thought for a second. Let me tell you what I think I just heard you say. And I repeated it back to her. Something odd happened at that moment. Her facial expression changed. She almost recoiled or in kind of a stunned and startled way, looked back at me. And she said, you were actually listening to me. And her comment almost broke my heart because I thought, Here is a girl in a psychiatric hospital with major behavioral problems and perhaps at risk for suicide. And all she may need is somebody to listen to her. I wasn't a therapist trying to diagnose her. I wasn't a teacher trying to get her to learn her lessons or get her homework in. I wasn't a friend who was trying to get her to like me i was just somebody i was an adult who was just there trying to listen to her to hear her story and when i did it made the biggest impact on her and it made me think what if what if our churches what if we all just committed to be good listeners What if we said this week and and in the coming weeks, I'm going to make sure that I become a very skilled and dedicated listener to where I'm always going to be listening to other persons and putting them first. So when our kids go to school, they're that way at school. When we go to work, we're that way at work. We're that way at the gym. We're that way when we have a waitress come up to us at the table. We we start focusing on others and asking open-ended questions and learning stories. I guarantee you, if when when you do that, amazing things will start to happen in your life, and people will respond to you differently. Your impact in others' lives will uh, increase dramatically and other people will feel cared for that. I, I feel like mother Teresa, I want the whole world to do this. And it just doesn't feel like anything would be enough, but it's like, she talked about the starfish, you, you know, that story, they're walking down the beach and they see a whole bunch of starfish, and they pick one up and they throw it back out into the surf. And the person was asked, what are you doing? I'm saving a starfish. And it says, well, you didn't save that many. He said, well, I saved one. And so, you know, if we if we listen to even one person, it will make a difference. But I go, what if our culture listened to people? What if we just started being a listening culture? What if we could set the example and set the pace on that? To listen actively, to to listen reflectively. And then to just keep listening. You know, we don't do it once, but we, we keep listening. So we, we start making mental notes, or maybe we even start making paper notes, depending on if you're doing this as part of your ministry or your role in church, or as a pastor or a caregiver or a, a ministry leader. And when you go back And, and a week later, you check on that person and say, Hey, you know what we talked about last week? I've been thinking about you this week and I'm wondering, uh, how's it, how's it going with that situation or, or what's new with that? Or, you know, how, how was your trip? How, you know, or, or how's that new project going that that you're working on? Uh, how's your wife doing, you know, uh, how's your mom and dad or, or whatever you say when, when you go back and you keep listening, It reinforces that you have been paying attention to that person. So listening matters. It really matters. And it is not natural. It is natural to tell. We're in a culture that tells. We are more prone to be a radio talk show host than we are to be a good listener. So, join me in being committed to being a good listener, to praying that God will help me listen, turn my interest toward other people, and help me practice the skills of actively listening, reflectively listening, and to keep listening. And I know we'll make a difference. Thank you for listening to me today. And go to the bestcareministry.com website, go to the blog post, Why Is Listening So Difficult, and leave me a comment, and I will listen to you, and I'll get back to you. Thanks again for listening. And now I need to give credit to some other people who have helped make this podcast possible. Zach Carter wrote and performed the opening music and Jim Hettinger wrote and performed the closing song. He titled it In the Midst of the Storm. Jim's music is uh, very healing and contemplative, and so we played two whole minutes of it with Jim's permission at the end of this podcast so that you can be still and listen to what you've heard. Thanks to Andrew Hettinger for producing and editing this podcast. This podcast is brought to you by... Best Care Ministry. Please help us grow it. Subscribe to it. Rate it highly. Share it with others, colleagues, family, friends, ministry colleagues, and, and visit our website, bestcareministry.com. Learn a lot more and, and interact and get involved with us. Best Care Ministry is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation. Please consider making a donation so that we can reach more people, offer more resources, and help people thrive in showing care so that more people will feel God's love and care. So thanks for listening, and now take two minutes for self-care. Be still, be quiet, and listen to the calming and contemplative music of Jim Hedinger, and see what you hear.